Listen, we are not meant to do life alone, and that includes our wellness journey. I don't know about you, but if I'm in isolation too long, those healthy habits God wants to pursue start to slip. I start skipping workouts. I start going back to my old harmful coping mechanisms. I start missing out on my Jesus time. And slowly, I end up back where I don't want to be. Defeated, stuck, sad and depressed, frustrated with myself. Maybe you recognize that cycle in your own life. We need community to support us, keep us accountable, help share our burdens, and to encourage us to keep going. That's why I created In His Image Wellness Collective. It's a place to come together as we steward our wellness for Jesus and be transformed more into who he originally created us to be. If you need community, send me an email at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com and let's get you plugged in. When you join, you'll get access to an incredible workout and nutrition platform, weekly meal plan inspiration, weekly devotionals, a weekly prayer meeting over Zoom, daily support and guidance, a private group for accountability, and so much more. Send me an email at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com to get all the details on how to become part of this incredible community. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truth. I am your host and your friend, Carla Arges, and I'm so glad you're here with me today because we are going to get practical and tactical. All right. Are you with me? I often hear from people, yes, I get it. I need to have a system of supporting my mental and spiritual health. Yes, I know I need to get into the word and move and, and fuel myself that in a way that aligns to how I want to feel. Yes, I know I need to, to do these things. I get the broad concept of that. But how do I practically and tactically do that in my everyday life? I'm having a hard time in actually implementing these concepts into a daily routine. So we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to go into some practical steps to support your mental and spiritual health. Because here's the thing, guys, you need to do this. You need to do this. If you are someone who is consistently struggling with anxiety, if you are someone who knows that you have mental health challenges, if you are someone who is easily overwhelmed by your circumstance, if you are someone who is so tired and feeling run ragged because of the overwhelm and the busyness, if you are someone who just feels lethargic, if you are someone who knows that your life is not in alignment with what God actually desires your life to look like, then you have to implement 
routines that support your mental and spiritual health. Physical too, but a lot of what we need to do to support our mental and spiritual health have a physical benefit. So that's why I'm not focusing on the physical. I'm focusing on the mental and spiritual health because the things, I'll say it again, the things that you need to do to support your mental and spiritual health have positive physical impacts in your life. So here's the very first thing that you need to do to support your mental and spiritual health. You need to get into the word. Okay, so how do you do that? You're busy, you're, you, you, you get up when the alarm goes off and you don't stop until you put your head down. Okay, first of all, we have to check our priorities. You have to decide that supporting your mental and spiritual health is a priority. You have to decide it's a priority. Let me ask you this question. If all of a sudden your child was faced with a devastating illness that required you to take a couple of hours out of your day each day to support their health and healing, would you not find the time? Would you not find the resources? If your child's well-being was you know, held in the balance here, would you not prioritize your calendar to make it possible for you to be available? You absolutely would. So this is not about not having time to do any of the things I'm about to tell you. It's about you have not prioritized it. You have not prioritized it. You have decided that other things, while maybe good, are more important than supporting your mental and spiritual health. Even though A person who has support in their mental and spiritual health shows up better in their life and is able to accomplish more in their life, right? It's so funny. We don't prioritize the thing that is actually going to bring us better results in the totality of our life, our motherhood, our marriage, our work, our health, all of it. So before we even get started If you're already thinking, I don't have time, I don't have resources, I'm going to, in love, call you on that. You have not prioritized stewarding your wellness for the Lord. Period. Now, now that we've had that tough conversation, let's go into the practical things that you can do to implement these health, these mental health and spiritual health supportive routines into your life. One, get into the word. And I always find that the the reward component of our brain is one that we can rely on and activate when we need to do something new that might be challenging. So how many of you, before you're even out of bed, scroll your phone. Don't tell me you don't. I know that there's a bunch of you that do. I am guilty of this too. So you want to get into the word? Keep your Bible and your devotion or your Bible study by your bed and do not touch your phone before you've touched your Bible. You make that a hard and fast rule. I am not allowed to touch my phone until I've touched my Bible. 
I am not allowed to give time and attention to my device until I've given time and attention to God. You put that rule in place, I think that you're going to start to find time to get into the Bible. Have it by your bed before you even get up. Your kids need you, invite them into the bed with you while you take that 10, 15 minutes. You know, sometimes we think that there has to be this like holy um moment to get into the world, the word. We need this special, sacred, quiet time. No, God can meet us in the hectic times of child rearing while we get into the word. You know, stop picturing what something has to look like and allow that picture be the reason why you can't do it because you can't live up to that picture. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't don't idolize how something is supposed to look. And because you can't re- meet that standard, you don't do anything at all. That's not the right way to go about it. Keep your Bible study beside your bed. You do not touch your phone. You don't do anything until you have done your Bible study and Bible reading. That is the practical step. You make it an imperative before you touch your phone. The other question I get is, I want to eat well, but I don't know where to start. We overcomplicate things. If you want to eat well, and when I say well, I don't mean that there are good or bad foods. Listen, food has no morality. There are just foods that are better aligned to how you want to feel. You want to feel more energized. You want to feel more less bloated. You want to feel more mental clarity. Listen, food impacts your moods. If you are having too much caffeine, too much alcohol, too much processed sugar, you are going to have a spike and crash type of brain chemistry that elicits anxiety and depression and lethargy. So how we fuel ourselves matters in our mental health. It also matters in our spiritual health because a lot of us have turned to food for comfort rather than turning to Christ for comfort. A lot of us have used food as a coping skill rather than taking our cares and concerns to Jesus and letting him work things out, getting uncomfortable with him and trusting him to heal us and move us through the difficult emotions. So how do you eat well? First of all, it starts at the grocery store. What are you putting in your cart? Are you putting in foods that align to how you want to feel? And the easiest way to think about this is eat as close to the ground as possible. Fruits, vegetables, meat, right? Grains, whole grains like rice and quinoa and potatoes, Those are things that every grocery store has and that every budget can afford. And I'm not saying you're never going to have any processed food in in the pantry. I got fishy crackers in there for my son, right? But I'm talking about overall, what are you putting in your shopping cart? And then when you get home, you have to make those nutritious foods accessible 
Because here's the thing, I can have a bag of carrots in my fridge, but when hunger strikes and I want something to snack on, I'm going for quick and easy. If I haven't prepared those carrots in advance and I'm I'm wanting something now, the thought of having to chop and peel is just like, no, nah, give me the crackers, give me the, the, the processed food, give me the quick carbs. So the idea is to make nutritious eating accessible by having snacks and meals prepped ahead of time. That means when you get home from the grocery store, as you're putting your groceries away, you're washing your berries, you're cutting up your vegetables, you're making them accessible. Not only are you more likely to eat them, but the rest of your family is more likely to eat them. And then when it comes to cooking meals, on a Sunday afternoon, take an hour and a half and make two to three dinners that can last you through the week. And then you can redeem that cooking time during the week when you're frazzled and you're just trying to get something on the table to create a more relaxed and restful and peaceful environment. Everything doesn't have to be rushed. If you take the time on the front end to plan and prepare you are actually creating space for ease and joy and peace in your life. Do you want those things? Do you want those things? The other, (laughs) I don't want to say excuses, but the other thing that I hear from people when it comes to movement is, I don't like going to the gym or I don't like this kind of exercise or I don't have time for this. Guys, Again, priorities. Listen, you don't have to work out the way other people work out. I can't afford an expensive gym membership, so don't get an expensive gym membership. Work out at home. There are tons of free YouTube videos. I use a very, very affordable at-home workout platform. You can work out at home. Oh, but I'm distracted. Oh, the kids get in the way. That's okay. We're not going for perfection here. We're going for routine and habits, right? If your standard is going to be perfection on any of this, you're never going to meet that standard. And you're going to fail. This isn't about perfection. This is about creating daily rhythms that support your mental and spiritual health. And one of the ways that I like to get my movement in is to layer it with worship. Bang for my buck. I am feeding my spirit as well as feeding my mind and my body through movement. Movement is so crucial for mental health. I cannot stress that a lot enough. If you struggle with your mental health and you do not move regularly, you are doing your mental health a disservice. And in that, you are doing your family a disservice. And I know that might sound controversial. I know that might sound combative, but as someone who has struggled with their mental illness their whole life, both supported and unsupported, I have so much conviction about this being true. If you struggle with your mental health and you do not prioritize movement in your life, you are doing yourself and your family a disservice, period. Layer it with worship. Blast the worship music. Jog in the place. Do jumping jacks. Lift some weights. Do do Pilates. There are so many resources out there and free resources. There's no excuse. 
There really isn't, guys. There's not one that holds water. 20 to 30 minutes. Again, it comes to prioritizing your calendar. I don't have time is the biggest stumbling block I hear from so many people. It's part of the reason why I created In His Image Wellness Collective. So there is a place of accountability to be like, yeah, you're going to make the time and you're going to show up here in community to be accountable and supported. Layer movement with worship. I find getting the movement done first thing in the morning is the best way. So I move from my Bible study to my movement. All in all, between my Bible study and my movement, we're looking at 30 to 40 minutes. I'm bathing myself in worship. I am processing what I've done in my Bible study while I move. I am using movement as a form of worship to thank God for the ability he has given me this day to move, even though right now with a knee injury, it is limited. The other thing you need to do is have a regular prayer life, a regular prayer life. And, and this is where I say stacking, stacking habits together is amazing. Why not do a prayer walk in nature? Getting outside is so good for the soul. It connects us back to God. Getting outside is so good for our mental health, being in nature, getting sunshine. Layer that with a prayer walk. And guys, I'm not talking about walking kilometers. Do 10 minutes around the block at the end of the day. Bookend your day with movement and God. Start your morning with God before you touch your phone in bed. Go get a workout in while you're listening to worship. Go about your day refreshed in your mind and in your spirit. And then end your day in nature, 10-minute walk, praying, thanking God for this day. Rehearsing scriptures to bring your mind to peace as you wind down for the night. This can be a thing that you implement as a family. Like, we don't have to think that all these things are taking away time from my family. That's some of the re excuses I hear from women too. Like if I do this, it's taking away from my family. Really? What, what version of you is your family getting? The worn out version? The spiritually malnutritioned version? The mentally unstable, full of anxiety version? What version of you are they getting? And is it not worth pulling back 30 minutes so that you can give them a refreshed version, strong in the word, at peace in her mind. Like this goes back to like the old airplane thing where you've got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help someone else. This isn't the world's idea of self-care. This is not about being selfish. Guys, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are, have been made as a masterpiece. How are you treating yourself, not for your own glory, but to give glory to God? What are you modeling for your children? How are you showing up in your life? Because if you are not having daily rhythms in your life of prayer, 
of worship, of word, of movement, of, of good fuel. You are not doing justice to what God is asking you to steward in your life. And I know that may rub some of you the wrong way. I know, I know some of you are going to be mad and not want to hear from me again. I, I get that. I get that this is a challenging episode for many of you to hear because I am kind of calling you out. And guys, I am calling you out from the position of having to call myself out. I never used to do all these things. And guess what? My whole life and everyone in my life suffered because of it. My whole life and everyone in my life suffered it because of it, because I did not do the things that were required daily to support my mental and spiritual health. And my family and my life is so much more enriched now that I have created daily rhythms of support for my mental and spiritual health. Bible reading, worship, prayer, movement, food that is in alignment with how I want to feel. And here's the affirming truth for you today, friends. The affirming truth is I am capable of taking radical responsibility for my wellness. Do you hear me? You are capable of taking radical responsibility. You just got to do it. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Take this to God. God, I am not doing the things that I'm supposed to to support my mental and spiritual health. I feel overwhelmed. I can't see how I can get it done. Lord, show me. Show me. But you are capable through the power of the Holy Spirit at work at you to take radical responsibility for your wellness. It is a choice. It is a choice. Let's look to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. This isn't glorify your body. This is glorify God in your body. This isn't turning yourself into the point of worship. This is about turning over to God in worship. You are not your own. You are bought with a price and you have a radical responsibility to steward that which was bought for you. You have a radical responsibility to steward it. Are you going to do it? Are you going to say yes? Are you going to take radical responsibility? If you don't know where to start, start with me. Start with me. CarlaArgesWellness at gmail.com. I have, I have a community that can support you. I have one-on-one -on -one coaching that can support you. But you need to take that radical responsibility. And friend, you can. And I'm cheering you on. And let me tell you, your life will benefit from it. Your spiritual life, your mental life, your relational life, your family life, your financial life. Yeah, these things are all interconnected. 
And so I want to encourage you today to say yes to taking radical responsibility and start stacking these habits, these daily rhythms in your life. I'm rooting for you. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.